Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You hit the spot. The place where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Put your thinking caps on, because the conversation starts now. <laughs> Very good, April. <laughs> as you, as you uh, Australians say, spot on. <laughs> spot on, love. Spot on, love. Good on you. I love that. Yes. Yeah, I we do say that a lot. I love that. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You are at the spot, the place, the location where the conversation is pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never done. And we are going to go straight away to Australia, to Jody Hollis. She is a woman that has come through and been through a lot, but she has not let that deter her. What she has allowed that to do is propel her into a nonprofit organization helping women that have uh, are going through cancer or have recovered from cancer. But there's a lot in between their brains, their support for their family. They might need their light bill paid. They might need additional medication. They might need just a shoulder to lean on. And through Jody's nonprofit, she provides that and more. This woman has had five businesses. We're going to talk to her a little bit about that, what that looks like. And also, she is a survivor of domestic violence. We want to eradicate that. We want to teach women how to fight back, but in a smart kind of way. Right, Jody? Correct. Right. <laughs> My daughter always says, you don't have to use fists, mommy. Use your words. But we also have to use our brains, and we have to have a strategy. We have to know when something doesn't feel right, you don't have to continuously subject yourself to that. You need to come up with a plan, an evacuation plan. You need to tuck away a little bit of money, find people that you trust, um, you know, work with nonprofit organizations, but all of that and then some. So welcome to the show, Jody. I'm so glad to have you here and to be able to have this adult conversation with you. Thank you, April. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. So tell us a little bit about how you show up in the world. Wow, uh, that's uh, that's in many different ways. Every single day, it's very varied. Uh, my life is uh, very hectic. I I also work two part time jobs, and um, I have two late teenage daughters. So um, yeah, it's it's one of those things that uh, if I'm not at work, I'm using my energy for good in my charity cancer support angels and uh, every other spare minute is uh, try, spent trying to spend some time with my girls or, or my family all right and you know I like to go in deep or maybe you don't know but I do honestly in all transparency how do you just find time for Jody you've got the daughters you've got the nonprofit you've got that, you know, we have to reset. We have to decompartmentalize because if we don't, then we're drained. What do you do just yeah. for you? Just for you. Um, I, I, I like to walk. Okay. So I, I, I walk several times a day, not, not for long, but just enough to clear my head. Um, in the mornings I go and get coffee and I walk around the local shops uh, several times during the day, I'll, you know, grab my my trusty pink 
water bottle and uh, I'll head out with my runners on and, and do another lap somewhere um, in a park, anything. Just when it comes to nighttime, it's very cold here in Australia at the moment. Mm. So um, I head straight to the supermarket and I actually do laps inside the supermarket um, just to just to clear my head and sort of reground myself and, and, and open myself up. When's to... the last time that you went on a vacation or a retreat just for you, uh, went and got a massage or a pedicure. This is all leading up to my next question. When yeah, yeah. When's the last time you did? Look, two weeks ago, this time two weeks ago, I was actually on a two-day little retreat. Um, I've been recovering from a major abdominal surgery and um, I, I just needed to have a little bit of time away before I jump straight back into everything that I do. So I I went away for a couple of days and uh, went up to Dalesford, which is central Victoria, had a beautiful facial, a mani-pedi. I went to the hot springs and, and had some, had some beautiful quality time up there. So yeah, the two days was great. Well, and the reason why I asked that is because so many times women we're on the go, you know, mm -hmm. turn that switch on from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. And we don't realize the amount of stress that we're really under. I didn't realize that until my hair started falling out. I yeah. was like, you know, rock a big old Afro. And I'm like, big, every time I comb my hair, there was piles of hair. And I was like, what is this? And my husband says, because you're working too hard, you're stressed. I yeah. didn't think because we're on automatic. Yeah. And that causes disease, which can internalize into disease. Correct. Working a lot and being stressed and not realizing what was kind of going on when you got your cancer diagnosis. Yeah, I was. Um, I, I I was. I I just, um, as you said, we don't we don't stop and take a break. And I was I was working very heavily. Um, I'd gotten crook and I'd, I'd had to have a couple of weeks off, but one of my daughters was was a bit crook at the same time. So we just kind of thought we'd passed everything backwards and forwards to each other. Um, when we finally got a chance to go to the doctors, you know, all of her results came back really good, but um, mine, unfortunately, weren't the best. The mindset, when you get a diagnosis of something like that, the first thing I would think of, I don't know, is that this is the end of my life. This it's, mm. it's just over. You know, what's gonna happen to me? Why me? You know. Mm. But what we have to understand is the advancements in medicine, the advancement in treatment, but also the mindset, how we have to take hold of what's going on. Now let's be realistic. Everybody is not going to survive. But what you have to do is you have to live each day. Because that's what we need to do anyway, is live each day as it's the last, whether you have a diagnosis or not. So yeah. when you get your head around this and you say, okay, I'm going to go through this full throttle, but I've got all these other circumstances. Where did that land you? You know, did you have a partner to depend on? Did you have a support group? Where did that land you? Um, I've got a partner and I've got an amazing family that's that's the one thing that I have to 
really pay credit to is because my parents and both of my daughters um, are just amazing people. My partner was really good through it all. Um, instead of taking a step back, um, which I know a lot of people would do, I got my affairs in order straight away. Um, Mum and Dad, you know, helped me make sure that my will was in order and, and all those sorts of things. And then I proceeded to open a new business. <laughs> well, I mean, again, you poured that what is perceived as negative energy into something positive. Yeah. Okay, so now there's a woman out there that's listening to this right now. She's just gotten a diagnosis. She's in that deep, dark, disparative place. She's there in Australia. She doesn't have the support that you have of a partner, parents, and children. But she has a great nonprofit. Tell me what your nonprofit provides to a woman in that space. So our nonprofit allows people to fight their journey with someone under similar circumstances or they've been through family members going through the same sort of journey. So everyone in our non-for-profit has either had cancer or had a loved one that's gone through a cancer journey or passed through a cancer journey. So every single person within the organisation has that sort of knowledge. Um, our, our motto is that no one fights alone. Um, and, and that is because as, as much as I had a great support network, April, no one will ever understand what you're going through unless they're going through it too. You know, my daughters were both, they were eight and 10 at the time of my diagnosis. And I kind of thought, oh my goodness, like, what, what am I going to do? Like, I, I'd never been a sick person. Um, I've broken a few bones, but I've never been a sick person. Uh, so it was kind of, I, I don't know what to do here. I'm I'm not that sick person. I, I've never really been to the doctors a lot before. I don't understand this. We've just thrown in the big C word. And what do I do? So it was it was a matter of trying to find people that were going through similar circumstances. Physically, there was no support groups out there um, that I could join, not for generalised cancers. Uh, I had thyroid cancer, which, you know, again, I, I've never been a sick person, so I never was really in tune with my body. I didn't really know much about my body at, you know, the ripe age of 38, um, which, you know, I know there's a lot of people going out there. I'm not sick. I, I never used to get sick either. I didn't know anything about anything. Um, and it was something that I had to learn to use online groups. Um, I didn't, I did join them. I didn't talk a lot in them. I didn't express myself a lot in them, but I read a lot. I bought a lot of books. I read and I read and I read and just every spare minute I would read um, post after post and comments after comments. I needed to understand what was happening to me so I could make sense of it all. And, you know, the minute I found out longevity rate was, was very good for survivors in thyroid cancer, it kind of everything kind of then started to ease. 
all of my worries, my frustrations, all of those sorts of things started to ease up. Um, and I was able to focus a lot more on my health and my well-being so that all of that negative energy could be turned into something positive and used to, you know, propel my business and look after my children and 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 be the the very vibrant person that I had always been and not sit there and dwell on it every single day. So what we provide is somebody for you to talk to, somebody for you to know that this journey is is in front of you. We are here with you. We are going to hold your hand, whether it be physically or virtually, every step of the way. Um, if if you need help with your bills, if you need um, assistance with food, we can help link you into so many other organisations um, that can help you with all of that and, and just take those immediate burdens off you so that you can focus and that you can be in a really good mindset because a mindset is what's going to help. Absolutely. You said something that was very... Um very pointed is that you were more subdued you weren't yeah. the one that's you know let's just talk about it you and you're and you're processing that and for those people that are maybe more introverted more private more reserved i get that i get that but there is someone that you can trust there is someone that you can talk to sometimes in my opinion i don't know i've overdiagnosed myself <laughs> I'll go in. I'll go into one of these websites, and I was like, "Oh my God, I'm going in." And the doctor goes, "What website did you read that on, April? That's not <laughs> the problem. You got a little this. You got a little that." I was yeah. like, "I had this fungus, and uh, it kept reoccurring, and it was causing little blisters and stuff." And I said, "Oh my God, I know I've got breast cancer. I've got breast cancer." And he goes, "No, you know, you you boob sweat. <laughs> so here, yeah." Yeah, use this topical cream and you'll be fine. Oh, but I just knew I was going to have a mastectomy and, you know, all yeah. those other things. So we can overthink things too. That's why. If I, yeah, if, if I can give anyone a piece of advice is is please don't, it, it's so hard to not Google, um, but but you have to get yourself into that mindset of please don't do that because um, I, I've done it, I've been there. And, and I've done it. And if it's the one thing that I can say is please don't do it because what happens then is exactly what you're saying. You're, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a mastectomy and blah, 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 blah. No, because what happens is we, we bring on so many other conditions when we do this and we bring this upon ourselves. We bring on anxiety, depression, um, those sorts of things. And that creates a very big spiral effect within your body. Um, because we all know that anxiety and depression and stress release the cortisol hormones. So once that's happening, cortisol is releasing into the body. A, you're putting on weight, regardless of what you do, right? Because cortisol is the fat hormone, right? So, but you're constantly in a state of fight and flight and nobody wants to live like that. It's very, very hard. And if you can't get out of it yourself by meditating and yoga and, um, the odd hypnotherapy here and there, you're going to have to rely on even more pills, okay? And synthetic pills, whilst they have done a lot for the health industry 
in you know the last 60 70 years they're still synthetic and a lot of people have got to take time to wean off them which then creates other issues so I just I do try to say to people I, I understand that the computer is front of you your phone your iPads we're living in a world of digital technology and and that's what we do we google right that's the first thing we do yay for google um but if you can try not to and and just try to find some support groups or other ways of getting support right reading proper books um it, it's so much better for you listening to your doctor listening to yourself but also allowing yourself to sit in the space. Because I'll tell you something, Brains, to whom much is given, good, bad, or indifferent, much is required. Jody mm. had to go through this. This was a part of her journey. So now she has a testimony. And through that testimony, she has been able to provide a blessing to others. So you never know why you are going through any given situation. What does not kill you only makes you stronger. Believe yeah. me, I'm a witness to that. There's no shame associated with it. Yes, you're going to lose hair. All you got to do is call me. I got plenty of hair options for you. <laughs> <laughs> we have some amazing wig options here now, which yes. is just, you know, but it, it's just, it's not just that. It's It's just knowing that if a patient is in the right mindset, right? Anything is possible. Now, I'm not saying that that means that mindset is going to cure your cancer. Right. No. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is in the right mindset, you can do anything. And you have to allow for bad days. You have to ride those waves. Don't fight them, ride them. Enjoy it. Be a surfer. Get out on the beach. Enjoy the waves, right? Because you're going to have extremely high highs and super low lows but you've just got to go with it let it happen when the lows sink in enjoy it go and have a bath sit and read a book have some solitude time just for you to to allow your body to process that because the more you fight it the harder it will hit you later down the track you're absolutely right you are the winner of two recent awards. Share that with us. I am. Yes, yes. It's just so exciting. Uh, last year, my charity, Cancer Support Angels, was was nominated for uh, about 12 awards um, between the charity and myself. And we um, we actually won one of the two of the Stevie Awards, actually. We won bronze um organization not-for-profit of the year and we also I won bronze female executive not-for-profit or charity um of the year so it was very very exciting it was it was held in Vegas I didn't have a chance to go um to the awards because it was my daughter's 18th birthday so um but some awesome Aussies that did go they bought my awards back for for me and it was just it was such an honor and Brains, you don't get awards just because you're cute. You get them for oh. hard. <laughs> well, you are cute too. But you get them for hard work and dedication. And it's not what you're saying about yourself. It's what other people are saying. The other services that you are providing, the other relationships that you've built, what you're doing for your clients. 
all of this substantiates and validates what a not-for-profit is. Not-for-profit, they're struggling all the time. They're continuously looking for angel funders. They're continuously looking for venture capitalists. They're looking for that great uh, philanthropic white woman that you know is sitting there wanting to do something important and to make a difference in someone's life. Jody's yeah. charity, I think, should be first and foremost because she's not just helping the cancer patient, but she's helping the entire family and also the community. She's on everybody's tongue. Now, not just this business, but you've had five businesses. What are the other businesses that you've had? Currently at the moment, uh, there's only there's only one other, which is great, um, which is a construction company that I run with my partner. Oh, wow. Um, but previously, uh, prior to that, we had a brewery. And prior to that, I had a bookkeeping consultancy service. And also, I was in the wedding industry with another business. So you've done everything from event planning to spirits. Yes. Now you got a tool belt and you're doing construction. I had to get on my husband about that. I was wondering why he kept watching this uh, particular television show all the time. And he goes, I don't know, baby. It's just about something in her and her tool belt. Well, I went out <laughs> and a power drill. I sure did. But it's I've got my own drills. Exactly. But it's amazing to see how you have been able in so many situations to edit, pivot, and shift and make adjustments. And if that mm. wasn't for you at a particular time, you've been able to, to do something else. So you're very strong in your mindset. You're very mm. progressive in that. What do you say to a woman that's struggling right now that just says, you know what, I just, you know, I don't have, you know, cancer of the body, but I've got cancer of the spirit that's eating away at me and it's deteriorating me. What do you say to her? I, I read a quote somewhere once and it really resonated. And I was, that was when I was going through my journey and, um, it was somewhere of the along the lines of when bad days set in or depression sets in, it's okay to take a little holiday there. It's okay to allow your body to feel that way, but don't unpack and live there. So that to me meant allow yourself to feel like that, allow yourself to struggle, right? Because if we don't struggle, then we don't know how to enjoy success, right. right? Without the struggle, we don't we don't have that elation when we finally make it to the top of the mountain. Um, but you know what? Pitch a tent, spend a couple of nights in that state that you might be in, um, but make a plan. Make a plan to move forward. That is that is the only thing. If you don't plan you you fail at everything and you you must have a plan whether it be at life at motherhood at business at whatever it is that you're doing um and we don't always write that plan down it's you know quite often just subconsciously in our minds but you have a plan for everything that you're doing you go to work every day to pay your mortgage or to buy a better house or a better car that's a plan right? That, that plan is subconsciously in your mind and even consciously in your mind to do these things. 
So why not have a plan to get yourself out of these situations? Um, again, we all have them and it's okay to have them. You need to ride those waves, but in the same respect, please don't unpack your bags. Please make sure that, you know, right. you are looking further ahead to a bigger and better destiny for yourself. Because as they say, if you uh, fail to plan, your plan will fail. That's exactly right. But you had a plan. You had a plan to escape domestic violence. And I know that that was difficult. Did you have your children at that time? Uh, the first one, no. The second one, yes. Okay. So you were um, subjected to that cruelty twice. Yeah, unfortunately. Let me ask you a, a question. Um, were there similar signs and symptoms was there a pattern? Was there a longing or a missing of love or feeling that you're not worthy? And I'm just trying to frame this for another woman that is sitting here wondering why am I going through this and why am I drawn to this particular type of uh, characteristic person. Or, or, or person? Yeah, look, April, um, the first time I was married I was very young um I was uh, I think about 22 and um I, I I think probably at that age all of my friends were getting married it was just you know one of those things and we all get you know caught up in it um yay great let's do it I didn't I didn't see those signs um I yes there was some controlling behavior um but no, I didn't I didn't see those signs that he would physically put his hands on me. Once he did, I made a plan and did the plan succeed the first time? No, it didn't. Um, did the plan succeed the second time? No, it didn't. But the plan succeeded the third time. Um, and you know, yes, I went back a couple of times. Um why I at this stage I don't know but I mean there's no shame associated with that I don't want no, just in, a, in a victim uh being victimized to feel that okay when I go back because your abuser sets you up for that sometimes it's financial somewhere sometimes you don't have anywhere to go sometimes they alienate you from your family there's nowhere yeah. to go yeah sometimes, they do all of those sorts of things yeah they do all of those things so and you go back and you go yeah. back also because Oddly enough, there's you love them. Well, I it's suppose when you, you say your marriage vows, and, and for me it was um, six weeks after my marriage vows. So, you know, um, when the verbal abuse started and, and we were actually on our honeymoon um, and it just, it just spiralled from there. So, you know, but then... You know, even in the even in the separation and the divorce proceedings, you know, it was still all there. And and what always got me, and I, I still find funny to this day, April, is the fact that, you know, four months later, he's he's with somebody else and he's living with somebody else, but yet I'm still being stalked and verbally abused and and on the odd occasion, you know, grabbed and and things like that. Um, it, it was just one of those things that it, I just never understood his motivation for it. Um, it but it's so foreign to you that you're like, 
no. And then they come back with this, okay, well, I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. And blah, 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 blah. But I tell people, I said, I had one boyfriend one time. He slapped me. And when he slapped me, I just felt like I was in a whirlwind. But baby, when I came from about that slap, you needed a jigsaw puzzle to find his face because I scratched it to hell and back. I'm a, I'm a fighter. I'm a, I, yeah, I'm from South Central LA. I'm a scrapper. And I realized at that point in my life, I said, you know what? This is not for me. I cannot take, number one, I don't like for you to talk to me crazy. So the verbal abuse, that's enough to send me away. And I've been married 39 years to Mr. Magnificent. And that's what I call him. He has never raised his hand at me. He has never called me out of my name in 39 years. However, I don't provoke the situation either. If I have something ugly and I really want to tell him how I feel, I'll do it inside my car. (laughs) But we we also have to pick and choose our battles. And there's a lot of men, believe it or not, that are victims of abuse, whether they're or homosexual relationship. They can be victimized as well. So when you got into your second situation, and we don't want to dwell on that too much, but I'm just trying to see if there was there was a, a red flag that you know you said, "Up, oh, this is this is something that I've experienced before, and I need to get out." The second person, April, he he wouldn't even kill spiders. Like he was one of the most placid people, and to this day. Um, he is a good person, but he just did a bad thing. And good people occasionally do bad things. And do I forgive it? No, I don't forgive it because there's never been one day of remorse. There's never been a, I'm sorry. Um, there's never been anything like that. So I will never, ever forgive it. But to hit a woman or anybody whilst they are asleep in the middle of the night and they cannot defend themselves, that's just the lowest of low. And I never saw that coming. Never. If anything, April, I'm a bit like you. I'm really fiery. I'm quite scrappy as well. And I'm more that person that's probably going to fight back and fight back harder. But don't hit me when you can't, when I can't defend myself. Don't, don't come at me when I can't be alert and knowing that it's coming, um, you know, and I, I literally thought we were being broken into and robbed and like I was hysterical and it was, as I said, it was the middle of the night, it was 4am in the morning and I just, I had no idea and I had blood coming out of my face and my nose and it was just kind of like oh my god what what's going on and I'm trying to turn a light on and he's like oh no it was me what oh you nudged me when you were sleeping and it was like are are you like being serious right now and I spent months going back and forward from doctors um psychologists you know then having to wear glasses because I was hit so hard that it damaged, you know, part of my eye and I, I, I couldn't sleep in the same room anymore. That trust was just broken and it stayed broken and it will never, ever 
never ever be repaired it could never be repaired from there so again I spent a little while um asking why me and feeling sorry for myself I was very lucky that I didn't bruise um so the physical appearance nobody was aware of what had happened um but after that little short period of time of feeling sorry for myself and asking way too many questions, I picked myself up and I made a plan and I saved my money and I left. Well, and that's, that's, we talk about this brains um, for a couple different reasons, because as I've said before, with other guests that have been victims of domestic violence, domestic violence is packaged in so many different kinds of ways. Alienation, yeah. financial, verbal, physical, uh, spiritual warfare. I've got women on here that have told me that their husbands have put voodoo on them. Oh, oh yes, honey, you got to go back and listen to some of those. You know, spiritual warfare where where the devil has literally been in the house with them. So, oh you know, lord, they take your children away from you. So, what we have to do is we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and do some mirror work. And say, am I worthy? Yes, I am. Am I beautiful? Yes, I am. Can I get through this? Yes, I am. Will I get through this? Yes, I am. Yes. How can it get any better than this? And what else is possible? And you say that to yourself over and over and over again. And something will rise up in you like a phoenix. And those wings will fly and you will be able to soar. Know that there's a way out. Do you see all the post-it notes behind me? Yes. One of my counsellors, when I first uh, had that second lot of abuse, they taught me something that uh, now I have millions and millions of post-it notes at my desk every day um, and in my house. And one of those things was, April, exactly what you were just saying. Am I beautiful? Am I worthy? All the rest of it. And that was to every day write myself a note and put it on my bathroom mirror with a post-it note of something that I think is good about me, right? Or something that I think is great that I've achieved. Now, some days I achieved making my bed and cooking dinner and, you know, my kids getting to and from school, right? But they were achievements because they were really bad days, right? And on other days, they're amazing post-it notes. And it was such a good thing because you put them somewhere where you're going to be able to see them all the time and you remind yourself that you know what I am awesome I am strong I am amazing and I can do this and even if it's just a post-it note that says I can do this tomorrow's a new day um anything like that just you you have to make yourself a plan regardless of what you're doing Absolutely. You you have to have a plan for your life. Um, yeah. Life is not over till it's over. And life is not contingent on outside influences of other people. Exactly. We, we didn't come here all as twins. And even twins, no. you know, even twins are separated. You yeah. have to know that you're worthy. So let's ask some fun questions before we conclude. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, Jody Hollis, what appliance would you be? Well, given my love of coffee, I would normally say a coffee machine, April, because I 
literally have coffee flowing through my brain, my my veins. But I think I'd be a blender. Blender. There's so many people that want to be a blender. Why do you want to be a blender? Because you stir things up. And sometimes in life, things just have to be stirred up. Plus, blenders make great cocktails. They do. They do. <laughs> I always say I want to be the refrigerator because I just want to chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I want to keep things fresh and crisp and cold. And I can hold the ice for your cocktails, all that kind of stuff. Oh, that will go well in the in the kitchen together. Absolutely. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Hmm. Probably a dog. I can see because that. I'm loyal. I was just gonna say that I can see the loyalty there, the loyalty, the love, the companionship. I can see all. Yeah. Of that. See all of that. If you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? Oh, without a doubt, a calla lily. Really, I love calla without lilies. a doubt. My they are just the most are dark purple. They look almost Ooh. black. They're gorgeous. I know. They're beautiful. But they are so classic and graceful and oh, just they're, they're just beautiful. And they bloom at the right time. And you know, I, I don't know if you have a religious doctrine or, or affiliation, but I'm, you know, Christian. And um, that is the flower of Jesus, you know, and I know that when my mother passed away, my girlfriend brought me this huge tub of calla lilies. I thought they were black. They were dark purple. Mm. And, you know, after my mother passed away, they died off. I buried them. They didn't bloom. But you know what? Two years now they're starting to bloom. They come at the right time. They come yeah. at the right time. What would you tell a 25-year-old Jody Hollis? Oh, um, okay. Stay single. <laughs> First and foremost, stay single. Um, life is amazing. And look for every bit of amazing in those days. And celebrate every bit of amazing. Stop and smell the roses. Like enjoy what is in front of you. Don't work to live. Uh, don't don't live to work. You know, work to live. I have worked incredibly hard my whole life, and you know, I'm at that age. I'm 48, and I I want to start slowing down, but I'm not slowing down. Um, especially with my charity and you know it, it's it's very very fast and I love it I, I love it but I just would tell myself enjoy everything just enjoy it that's what I say too is, is enjoy the ride but at 25 you know like you say you're riding that wave man you're just you're trying to figure it all out but you don't have to rush brains and you know the temperature you know when something doesn't feel right that's why that's why the universe has given us intuition. That is why we have spirituality to know that there is something above us that's better to us and something to ascend to. That's why we have great people like Jody that have a testimony 
that have already lived this experience and they can share what their experience is and help you navigate how to get to the next chapter of your life. Please tell us a little bit about the charity, how people can support you, uh, if you have any current programs that are out, and definitely how to contact you. Beautiful. So Cancer Support Angels is our name. We are a not-for-profit charity located in Australia that support cancer patients of all types, men, women, and children going through any type of cancer. So there's no, doesn't have to be one particular type, it's all cancers. The support we provide is phone support, email support. We also provide um, financial assistance and next year we'll be starting on our support groups. We do cover the whole country. We supply care packs, which we call angel packs. And they go out to men, women, and children, and they are free of charge. You can find them on our website. And if you can't locate them, send us an email and we'll get one out to you. The other support that we provide financially, um, we do have a form on our website, which is cancersupportangels.org.au. You can fill out a form if you're a patient or you're a loved one of a patient and you feel that they need some support fill those forms out. It goes straight through to our client services team and they will get back to you very, very quickly and help you through your journey. If you're just looking for someone to chat to over the phone, you can call our 1800 number, which is 1800 979 724. And one of our amazing client services team will have a chat with you. And they can even talk to you about what sort of support that you know you might need over the phone as well. Well, everything but a call to action. So I'm going to make the call to action. Everything. I need your support to support Jody. Okay, brains. Uh, money is energy. And it needs to be recycled. She's doing the work of an angel. She's helping not herself, but other individuals. Sacrificing her time, her energy. You know, write a check. If you have it, share it. That is what it's for. Believe me, it will come back tenfold. I'll give you a perfect example. Little neighbor of mine up the street, not doing good at all, sleeping on the bus stop. Looks like the cat drug him in. Hair matted, all that kind of stuff. I saw him. I said, I can't take it anymore. Went to the Walmart, bought him some clothes. Spent $100. Came home, opened up my mailbox. There was a check for $1,100 from a mortgage company. Said I had overpaid my taxes. So, you know, when you put a good intention out there, and I didn't do that to get a reward, but I was rewarded. So I say that to you to say this. Help a woman that needs food, that needs clothing, that may need a way out for domestic violence, that may need her phone bill paid, that may need a bus ticket somewhere, help, help, help. Thank you so much, Jody. I think you are Thank a you, star, Okay, I love you from the bottom of my socks because my heart is just not deep enough. Oh, right back at you. All right. Brains, go in there. I told you, I'm going to give you all the information. Contact her, send her a check. 
Kelly heard it on the edge. Share this with friends. You know, she may have an upcoming event that you want to participate in. And check out some of these awards that she's won and some of these other great organizations. Thank you so much, Jody, And we will talk again soon. Thank you, April. All right, Brains. This, this is what you need to do. Go like, love, and share. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.